This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy, so we give you the information in audio form too. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Data shows that only 25% of median earners can actually afford housing. Here's how to make up the difference. By Sandy Yong. All right, a recent report published by the National Association of Realtors, NAR, reveals that the housing shortage and affordability crisis in the U.S. would be alleviated if there were sufficient homes available for buyers at all income levels. Currently, 51% of American households have an income of $75,000 or less, meaning they can only afford houses that are priced 250k or lower. Data shows that of the 1.1 million homes listed for sale, only a quarter of them are listed within that price range. So to balance the market, the report indicates that there needs to be an additional 319,000 plus listings priced under 250k. 
The top five cities that have large supply shortages of affordable homes include El Paso, Texas, Boise, Idaho, Spokane, Washington, Cape Corral, Florida, Lakeland, Florida. Just to name a few. Conversely, Youngstown, Ohio, Pennsylvania is a region where buyers with an income of $75,000 can purchase 72% of the listings. Go to the Midwest, exceeding the balanced market target rate of 66%. The report also highlights that black Americans are the most behind on reaching equilibrium, with two-thirds earning 75 k or less and can only afford 22% of the home listings. Whereas for white Americans in the same income bracket, 48% can afford to buy 22% of the listings. Overall, the report stresses the need for more affordable housing options to tackle the affordability crisis across all income brackets and racial and ethnic groups. Seven personal finance tips to kickstart your real estate portfolio. Let's do this thing. Given the data, It's pretty clear that many prospective investors will need to add additional income from somewhere to get in this game. Whether you're a novice investor looking to enter the real estate market or you're planning to add to your real estate portfolio, here are some personal finance tips to help you reach your goals a little bit faster. Number one, start a side hustle. There's tons of ideas for this too. We know that owning real estate will help you grow your nest egg, but... How can you get there if you're in the median income bracket? Earning additional income will help you save for a down payment faster. That way, you aren't relying solely on your full-time job. Plus, it can help you access higher-priced listings. The easiest way to choose is basing it on your passion or talent. Dog walking services, tutoring, selling household items, or simple gigs that can just get you started with this. It provides flexibility as you can set your own hours and go at your own pace. You can take a side hustle as far as you'd like, even potentially turning it into a full-fledged business. Me, I did that. The most important step, though, is just to get started. Number two, automate your savings. A simple way to keep track of your savings goals is to create a dedicated savings account. For example, if you need to save up 50 grand for a down payment, then having a separate savings account will make it easier for you to monitor your progress. Once you've opened a savings account, you can automate your savings by making regular transfers, such as bi-weekly or monthly, from your checking account to your savings account. Money savings apps like Acorns, Current, and Stash, even Capital with a Q, can help you reach your goal faster. Also, you can use a high-yield savings account, like one that offers 5% interest, giving you an added boost to your savings. Number three of our seven, invest in stocks. If you don't need the money for a few years, you can consider investing it in the stock market. So this way, your hard-earned money can benefit from compound interest. The longer your time horizon, the more time you have to ride the wave of the stock market. That being said, there are always risks involved with investing your money, so be sure to assess your risk tolerance before you buy any funds. Note that this is by no means a get-rich-quick scenario either. Stocks should be used as an addition to your real estate portfolio for diversification purposes. Number four, apply for government programs. Depending on what state you live in, there might be a government program that helps first-time homebuyers with a variety of real estate costs, like closing costs, down payments, and even reduced interest rates. For example, Ohio Housing Finance 
Agency Lenders, SONYMA Lenders in New York, TDHCA Lenders in Texas, and Nevada Housing Division Lenders in Nevada have different types of loans and programs that you can apply for. To find out what's available to you, just check out the listing. We have a link right inside this article at biggerpockets.com. Number five, move to a different state or city. As you know, every housing market differs and can be drastically more or less expensive than the other. You might consider moving or investing out of state. If you do move, this could reduce your cost of living and your tax bills. It also means you'll be eligible for that state's homebuyer programs after you've lived there for a certain amount of time. If you choose to invest out of state, though, note that you're going to have a harder time getting access to programs like that, if at all. Number six, consider a partner. If buying a property is just out of reach at the moment, you can look to other people and form partnerships, whether it's your significant other, family member, friend, business partner, whatever. This gives you the ability to leverage their expertise, funds, and or abilities. Of course, it's wise to choose someone reliable and willing to follow the terms of your arrangement. By joining forces, you can fast-track your way to getting in on an investment. Number seven, boost your good old credit score. When a seller has accepted your offer, you're going to need to secure a mortgage, of course, with your lender. (laughs) Having a good credit score is important because it directly affects your interest rate. First, Go ahead and get a copy of your credit report and credit score. It's free. They are available through agencies like Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. You're entitled to one free credit score a year as well. The credit score ranges from 300 to 850. 800 to 850 is, as you would expect, excellent. 740 to 799, very good. 670 to 739 is good. 580 to 669 is considered fair, and anything below that is poor you'll want to maintain a higher score so that you can get the best interest rate possible. You can improve your score by having a low credit utilization rate ratio, paying your credit card bills in full and on time, in full, in full, in full, and limiting the number of times you apply for credit. Be sure to review your report, and if you find any errors, it happens more than than you think, be sure to report it back to the credit bureau and ask to have it corrected. Let's talk about laying this financial foundation. Although income earners in the lower brackets face higher barriers of entry into the housing market, there are creative ways to get your foot in the door. Of course, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you build the foundational habits that we've outlined today, follow these seven personal finance tips, you're going to be well on your way to achieving your real estate goals. Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow. <laughs>